Welcome to the following presentation from Spider Sports Properties and Playfly Sports. And thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on 1061 ESPN. It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and... Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web, presented by the Brass Tap on 1061 ESPN Richmond and the Spiders Sports Network. Wickersham back to throw. Lobs it for the end zone, and there's DeGenero to make the catch for the Spider touchdown. Savon Smith is going to catch it at the 35-yard line, split three players to the 45, to midfield, down the Spider sideline at the 30. Needs one more block, and he's got it, and he's gone. Savon Smith, 65 yards on the punt return. Touchdown, Spiders. Hands to Savon Smith. There he goes at the 10-yard line. Back into the inside and into the end zone. Savon Smith, 24-yard touchdown run. And the Spiders are running their way to a victory. Well, if it's the last day of November and we are doing a football behind the web, you know that's very good news for the Richmond Spiders, and that's what's happening. A very special playoff edition of Behind the Web this afternoon, returning to the Brass Tap here at Libby Mill Midtown. Got a good crowd in the house, and thank you for tuning in to join us as well as Spider football continues on the heels of the playoff victory over North Carolina Central, and now heading up to all Albany for the second round game Saturday at noon. We talk about all of that on today's special playoff edition of Behind the Web from the Brass Tap with head coach Russ Huseman. I'm Bob Black. Captain Marlon Lewis, who had a huge game Saturday. The three quarterback sacks, he'll be our special player guest coming up here in the middle two segments of the show and we'd love to hear from you and interact with you as well text us 804-327-0888 or email us behind the web at richmond.edu your questions and comments coach Husman, congratulations on the playoff win i know it feels really good to still be out there on the practice field as we get ready to turn the calendar to december yeah i mean you're out there at the walkthrough today uh this morning and and you, you just think about it, you know, you're still playing, uh, and that's huge. Um, when, when you can keep playing and you're playing into December, um, that means you've had a successful season. And hopefully uh, we can keep this thing going for a while and keep coming back here on uh, Thursdays. Absolutely. That would be a great routine and tradition to have, right? Our Spider fans are like, yeah, we'll be back here next Thursday. And the Thursday after that until we run the table, literally and figuratively, on this thing. All right, a couple of the highlights that we played there at the outset, Russ, I think you can arguably, maybe inarguably say, are the main reasons the Spiders won that game. The touchdown before halftime, the 11-play, 65-yard drive, took a little over three minutes, nine seconds to go in the half that got it to a one-score game. And then once you got over the hump, the Savon Smith punt return obviously energized everybody and put you ahead for good. Yeah, the touchdown before the half was huge. And, uh, you know, even to go in there 20-10, to 10, I don't know – you know, if, if it would have swung the momentum. But scoring that touchdown was huge to make it 20-14, to 14, one-score game. And, you know, there was uh, – you know, everybody in the locker room was pretty cool, calm, collected. There was no panic. Um, we felt good um, that, you know, we could play a better second half. Uh, we didn't play a great first half, kind of either side of the ball. But, um, you know, we – we felt good about coming out in the second half and playing, and, and obviously Savon's punt return was big. Yeah, he uh, he had a great game, right? I mean, yeah. all the way around. Just uh, that, That's kind of what you want out of uh, your senior, your guy there, right? Yeah, Savon's been so good for us for the last four or five years. Uh, just a team player. You know, he's not out for stats. 
he just wants to do anything he can to help you win games and uh and he's been a major part of uh, these last couple years in, in, in what we've done here. Was there a certain look on that punt return that you were looking for to get that kind of return on that particular play? No. Um, we kind of we, – we actually do the same thing on, on just about every punt. And, and we hope, you know, if we get the gunner blocked and give him a chance – that he can make somebody miss and do something like that. I, you know, we've been waiting for 10 or 11 games for that to happen there, and, and that's how we kind of envision it. Um, if we can get him blocked up, uh, you know, on the outside and then just give him a chance to make somebody miss and get, a, get an opportunity to get moving, um, you know, that's – we. We kind of feel like he can do that. And it wasn't surprising, you know, when he makes the first guy miss – you know that then he then he breaks through that little seam right there, and then we had some guys making some blocks downfield. So, um, you know that's kind of what we envision every time he touches the ball. How good do you feel there that there's another aspect of special teams that helps the Spiders win a game? We've talked about you know the fake punt, we've talked about field goals and fa- and all of that, and now you get a punt return. I guess the one thing we're maybe waiting on is a kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah, we've been really good. At, we've actually been good on kickoff mm-hmm. returns. Yeah. I mean, when you when you get the ball outside to 30 just about every time, um, you know, and he's got it to the 40, 41, he's been close um, a couple times. The kicker got him by the legs one time. So, I mean, but when, when we look at special teams, Drew Anthony's our special teams coordinator, and he does a great job. And you know, when, when, when he looks at it and we look at it, you know, we look at hidden yardage is key. And, you know, where you start, where we start after a kickoff, where they start after a kickoff, um, net punting is huge. Um, and then big plays like Savon is huge. And uh, so, you know, block punt earlier in the year is huge. So, you know, Drew's done a really fantastic job with our special teams this year and, and – uh, uh, so we won the hidden hidden yardage big time in that game, and uh, you know we we pinned them down there on the. Now we didn't hold them, but we pinned them down there on the three yard line one time too, and <laughs> and actually gave up a big play there. But um, you know we've been we've been really really good on special teams all year. Explain that for me a little more because I don't know a whole lot, and maybe some of our fans who do. When you're talking hidden yardage, exactly what you're focusing in on. So what Drew will do is he'll take, all right, where their field start is. When we kick off, all right, where are they starting by, on average every time? And in this past week, I think they started maybe on the, you know, maybe the 21, I think. And then, all right, where are we starting? And, you know, we started this week, I think, maybe on the 29 or 30 on average. Um, and then net punt, you know, we net punted this week, I think, 46 they net punted 33. So that's a 13-yard difference mm-hmm. on every punt. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what you look at as you're doing it. Now, obviously, you, want, you don't want to give up fakes. You want, you want big plays. You want to make all your kicks, uh, those things. And, and that's what everybody in the crowd sees, the block punt, the, kick, the punt return, um, you know, making or missing kicks. But, but when you start to get into hidden yardage, it, it, it really adds up. I yep. mean, you think about it, 13 yards, net punt difference, is th- that's, that's every, sna- every, every time you punt the ball. And that's a difference of over maybe close to 100 yards mm-hmm. of field position. And uh, so our guys, our guys have really taken pr- great pride in special teams and have done a really good job for us. There's another stat for Christian to put on the stat sheet now. Hidden yardage. We'll be looking for that on next week's uh, next week's stat sheet. The other group that you know you have talked so favorably about all year that really played an integral role Saturday was the wide receiver group. I mean, the catches that they made, the 50-50 balls, Nick DiGennaro, obviously the two touchdowns, again, that everybody sees. But the way those guys, particularly I thought Javion Griffin and Jerry Garcia, uh, just a really solid performance. Yeah, they've been good. Uh, we've got six or seven guys that we feel really good about there and that's you know that doesn't happen very often especially late in the year you know but we've got everybody healthy at wide out now 
We've got a bunch of players that are going up and making plays. I mean, if you're wide open and they throw you a ball, Bob, you can catch the thing, can't yes, you? Yes, I can. I have good hands. I can catch it, too. No now, speed, but good hands. Now, we can't do anything with it right. once we catch it, right. which our guys have been doing. Um, we, we probably couldn't get open unless they let us get open. Um, and. And in, and in making the contested catches, uh, I, I think, is what's been big for us. And we've made quite a few of those con- contested catches, and they've gotten, they've gotten better, you know, here in the last couple of years. And, and, again, that's a credit to Winston October. You know, everybody saw the two touchdown receptions uh, by Nick DiGennaro. This is kind of the hidden catch to stay on that theme a little bit. The one where he came back mm-hmm. to the ball just a couple of steps, I think that changed from an interception to a reception. Yes. Or an incomplete pass. Or at least to, an yeah, incomplete yeah. pass. I, I'm not sure if they would have intercepted it or not. But, you know, him coming back. And then he got about 12, 15 more yards after mm-hmm. he caught that thing. And, and again, I, I, know, I know everybody sees that and, and loves his energy. But, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. And, and for, you know, but our guys, you know, we've, we've made a big emphasis is we're going to win those, those battles. And, and we've won quite a few of them. How about the progress you've seen from Jerry Garcia and J.B. on Griffin? Particularly, I mean, between the two of them, they had about 200 yards in receiving. Yeah, Saturday. both are doing really well. I mean, they, you know, they played a little bit last year, not a ton, uh, but uh, this year they've gotten more significant roles, and and they've, you know, they've come out and done a really nice job. And, you know, the big one, the reverse to Jerry to score that touchdown there was big, and and that was a great call by our offensive staff, you know, to do that. Um, we actually had. You, you know, we actually had something else called. And if you guys remember, I called timeout. Um, I didn't I didn't really – I wasn't really thrilled with what we were going to do. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into what we were going to do. And I called timeout. And, and Winston was, I think, a little irritated with me um, <laughs> at that point in time. But then he comes back and makes that great call on the reverse, and, and we score. So, you know, um, but – you know, things like that happen during the course of the game, and you, you win some, you lose some, and, um, you know, and, and I make mistakes just like everybody else. But, uh, you know, with the fake punt was a big mistake by me. Um, you know, it was uh, – you know, I panicked a little bit there without kind of having a 100% idea what they were going to do. And uh, so, I mean – you know, I normally don't do those things unless I know that here's what they're going to do. We've seen this. We know how they're going to react. And and I did it probably a little bit early without kind of having a great feel for what they were going to do. So that one was on me for sure. Uh, two things off of that. Does Winston get annoyed with you a lot or was that rare? Uh, yeah, he gets annoyed with me. Yeah. Um, I try to, I, you know, I try not to say a ton but, yeah, I mean, we all get annoyed with each other. I mean, that's, that's, that's college football, man. That's on the sideline. But I'm going to tell you what, it, 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 whatever happens on that sideline or on that practice field, it better not go back into the building. And if it does, then you got problems. If it doesn't, you know, I, I, everybody's going to get aggravated. Everybody's going to, you know, we're all competitive. They're, they all played college football and they're competitive. And it's the same thing with the players. I mean, you know, you get on the players out there on the practice field or on the game field. And, but when you go back into that building, you know, you better hug them, you better love them, and, and it better be done at that point in time. And, and, and it is most of the time. All right, secondly, you've been doing this a long time, 42 years, if memory serves me correct, without looking at my notes. How much do you find yourself self-evaluating what you've done and what you've called, as you just described to us there, and, and you say, you know, you made a mistake in calling that, in calling that fake punt? Um, you know, during the season, it's, it's hard. I, I know offensively and defensively, they go back and they, they look at what they're doing during, they self-evaluate during the course of the season. They have to. Um, but, but for me, you know, you know, I'll go back over the season and, and all right, where could we have been better? Where can I have been better? But, you know, right now when we got to Sunday, it was, it was on to Albany and, and that's, that was my sole focus was Albany and understand that you make mistakes. Um, you know, but I've made plenty of them in my career. Uh, so, uh, but you know, you just get on, you get on to Albany. Uh, was that one you kind of knew kind of right away? I mean, obviously it blew up, but that you kind of knew and you have to have that short-term memory loss and just move on to the next play. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, if I was a defensive coach, I'd have probably been mad at me, you know, give them the ball on the yeah. 22, 23-yard line. Um, you know, at the time, I felt like we needed a shot in the arm. Um, but, again, you, you can't you – you, it's got to be calculated risks. And uh, so, I mean, obviously, I'd take that back. But, uh, you know, it was – it probably wasn't going to make it to the first down based on what they gave us. All right, uh, one more comment, and then we'll get to Marlon Lewis. So let's comment on the defense. Um, what was kind of the attack against, you know, a guy who was really good quarterback and has been for a long time in, in Davius Richard, and we'll obviously ask Marlon a little bit about the attack as well. And then as the game progressed, uh, how much better the defense got with handling him and their offense? Yeah, I think we had six the one right before the half and then the first five mm. in the second half, three and outs, yep. six in a row, yep. three and outs. That got us back in the ball game right there and gave our offense a chance to, to get, some, get some momentum, to score, to punt return, you know, and all those types of things. So, and to score again. Um, but, uh, you know, six, three and outs in a row against a really, really talented quarterback in, in offense was huge for our defense. And Marlon Lewis was a major part of that with the three quarterback sacks. He's a major part of our program this afternoon. He's going to join us here in just a couple of moments after the break, and we'll talk some spider defensive football. Hey, want to remind you that while the Spiders are in the playoffs, Bryant Heating and Cooling is our presenting sponsor of Spider Football Postseason. Visit BryantCoolsRichmond.com to locate a Bryant certified dealer near you. Bryant Heating and Cooling, whatever it takes. Back with Marlon Lewis as Behind the Web continues from the Brass Tap on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. With tons of televisions, the Brass Tap's the best place to watch your favorite team. And the Brass Tap is great food and cold drinks to enjoy while you catch the game. Join Richmond Spider Head football coach Russ Huseman and Bob Black every Thursday during football season at our Richmond location at Libby Mill Midtown from noon to one for Behind the Web as they talk Spider football and break down upcoming matchups. Enjoy signature Brass Tap classic pizzas all day Thursday for just $10. The Brass Tap, great times, well-crafted more behind the web live from the brass tap at libby mill midtown on 1061 espn and the spider sports network richard on third and eight with the football now he scrambles now he's gonna run and he runs right into marlon lewis who stands him up for a quarterback sack back at the 16 yard line marlon lewis the all caa standout with his fifth quarterback sack of the year Spiders stay in their lanes. Marlon Lewis comes up. Another great defensive uh, defensive end with good speed. Fills the gap and makes the tackle. One of the three quarterback sacks that Marlon Lewis had Saturday. One of the five that the Spiders had as a team. And as Coach Usman mentioned in that last segment, a defense that really was shut down once we got into the second half and all those three and outs. And Marlon Lewis joins us this afternoon here at the Brass Tap. Uh, behind the web continues to 1 o'clock. Again, feel free to interact with us, 804-327-0888. If you want to text a question or comment for Coach or Marlon, I'll uh, be glad to get those on the air or email them to us at behindtheweb at richmond.edu. Congratulations, Marlon, on a great performance by the guys on Saturday. What, what would you say was the key to what we were just talking about and how the defense eventually did shut down NC Central with all those three and outs in the second half? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I would say that, you know, throughout the week, uh, we actually make sure that we're pushing each other in practice. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. I remember um, early on in the season, we had a kind of a captain's meeting with uh, Coach Huseman, and Coach Huseman was like, yeah, we got to, uh, you know, get more on our guys, like hold them to a higher standard and really, uh, you know, get on people when they're not doing what's expected. So we have, like, a really high standard right now in practice. You got to go uh, full out, you know, every single rep. Uh, you got to make yourself better every single rep, and uh, that's how I think that we've been – being able to play the way that we play on Saturday. And uh, I think it was funny because there's a lot of people um, after the game, of course, like talking to people, and they're like, you know, it was kind of iffy going into halftime. We were like, oh, it's 2027, then it's 2014. <clears throat> and it's funny because, like, the defense, we we didn't panic at all, uh, you know, going into halftime. We were, we were comfortable. We were like, we know what we have to do. We know what we have to execute. Um, so... I think that also goes into the second half coming out. We were confident in what we had to do. We just couldn't let up big plays. Um, 
you know, we and then we went out in the second half and got five, six straight three and outs. Well, there wasn't a feeling of panic. Was there a feeling then of what you just talked about that we're not playing up to the standard that we've set for ourselves and we need to use that as our, I don't know, motivation for the second half? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we, we look at what we were doing and we are like, you know, this can't happen again. And we would talk to ourselves, uh, keeping our heads up. We're communicating with each other on the sideline, keeping ourselves up. Uh, it's a lot of self-talk and everything. But, uh, yeah, that we we weren't meeting our standard uh, the first couple of drives. But, you know, we just talked through it. Uh, the coaches talked through it with us. And then we just have to listen, go out there and execute. How challenging was this guy, quarterback? I mean, uh, he put up some, you know, gaudy numbers uh, this season and over his career. And what did it kind of take to eventually contain him to the point where you had all those quarterback sacks? Yeah, I think, um, you know, he was a he was a big quarterback, and yeah. it was not easy to take down. And uh, I think it's funny, like two two of my sacks were on him, but I didn't really take him down to the ground. <laughs> he was a, he was a little bit of a load. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we, we always talk about going into games like we've been facing a lot of athletic quarterbacks as of recent, and uh, I don't think it's going to be any different this week. Mm-hmm. But um, we we have a pass rush plan going into the game, and we, we have to maintain the quarterback in the pocket or not let him scramble. Or if we do make him scramble, you know, we got to force him to a certain side. So we have all these different things that go into the week on how we're going to contain the quarterback or where we're going to force him to and stuff like that. And once we get that um, executed, I think the coaches have a really good game plan and it always works out. How do you guys feel the defensive end group right now that, that you're performing up to those standards? I mean, it's, it's been a great group and a great rotation amongst you guys. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, Jeremiah, uh, Zan. Uh, and even Camden, you know, we, we've all been having a pretty good season. Um, it, it, I think it's funny. We, we always joke around and we're like, they're like yeah, like uh, Xander's the best out of all of us. He's got the most sacks. He's got all the stats and stuff like that. We make fun of each other, poke at fun of each other. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's really fun going around. But also, you know, shout out to Coach Ellis. Uh, he's been, you know, having us in practice, you know, going through our moves. Um, he has game plans for us. Uh, making sure that we're doing the right thing, know how we're going to beat the guy that we're going against, um, what which moves work, and then working on those throughout the week. I think he's done an incredible job uh, last season and this season uh, just being able to progress us and um, really make us into what we are right now. Coach Isman, what's the standard that you're evaluating for these defensive ends this year? What do you think? Uh, well, we've, we've been good there for the past two or three years. At least, I mean, we've yeah. had good players there, and you know, if you got good players and you coach them up correctly, then good things happen. And, you know, up front, it makes a difference. People tell me, why do you have 23, 24 turnovers? Well, it's, it's what happens up front. You know, why are you, why are you, you know, holding people in rushing yards? Uh, it's, it's the people up front. And we've been good up front here for sure the last couple, three years. And uh, proud of these guys and, and the work that they put in. And, and he's right. Coach Ellis has done a really good job. Um, you know, getting these guys ready to play every week. And we try to keep them fresh. I mean, we, we roll people and rotate them to keep them fresh so they can, they can rush the passer when it's time to. You know, Marlon, you made an interesting point. You mentioned, you know, Xander maybe has more in the number categories than you and that sort of thing. My part, Chris Anderson points this out all the time about you, that there are so many plays that you affect the play that maybe there's a holding penalty because they were holding on you that otherwise you would have had a quarterback sack. Am I, am I kind of translating that right? Do you kind of feel that, that there's some attention paid to you? You don't get credit on the stat sheet, but it's part of the reason that Xander or Jeremiah are getting these plays. Yeah, absolutely. I think Jeremiah is the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremiah, we, we have similar stats, and I think it's because in that same way that we're causing, disrupting the play. And then that's causing, uh, like Coach Usman was saying as well, the turnovers. Um, you know, we're getting pressure on the quarterback. Now he's making an errant throw, and now we get a pick. Um, just stuff like that. I think, uh, yeah, Jer- Jeremiah, man, he <laughs> – it's actually – that's another joke that we always have. We're like, yeah, Jeremiah's always going to get there first. He's going to that D-tackle. And, and then now he's making the quarterback run, and then he either runs into me or Xander. Um, so, yeah, it's it's like I think all of us uh, do a really good job of that. And, you know, it's – and I think we're all unselfish. Like, we're not we, – we always want uh, everybody else to succeed. Like, we're, we're not selfish in a set, 
sense of like oh like i want to make this play like i'm i'm mad that we make this play and you know uh especially like uh the last couple of games, you can see us all celebrating with each other. We have uh, synchronized celebrations and stuff of that <laughs> sort. Uh, I think we just have a really good connection uh, within the D-line room. This group sounds like it's having a lot of fun right now, Russ. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't notice any of that stuff. So, uh, <laughs> you know, normally normally I'm getting the uh, punt return group up while, uh, if they're sacking while somebody. They're, so I don't, I don't pay much attention. So uh, I don't see a lot, you know, as, 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 it, as it gets going there. But uh, it, it's a great group of guys, man. They, they It's important to them to be great. And uh, just I'm proud of them. And, and uh, we knew coming in we had a great group there. And, and he's right, Cam Bird. You know, has really come along and helps. You know, helped us a lot this year. And uh, you know, Cam will be Cam will be really good as as we progress down the road here too. For the record, however, with your three sacks Saturday, you are are now leading the defensive end in those categories. I know you're too modest to say it, but it's right there on the stat sheet. Marlon Lewis, eleven and a half tackles for loss, seven quarterback sacks. Xander Barnett, eight and a half tackles for loss, six and a half quarterback sacks. So he's got the motivation for Saturday. Yeah, uh, well, I hope the motivation for him and the rest of those guys up front is that uh, Albany's got two first-team all-conference defensive ends that everybody likes to talk about, that everybody thinks is the great. And they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. I hope you guys got a chip. I hope they got a chip on their shoulder Mm -hmm. this week to say, wait a minute now. So Xander and Jeremiah and Marlam, you know, all right, we'll, we'll show them. We'll show these guys who, who, the, who the best defensive ends in the league are. Now, those guys are good. You guys are going to have to play. You're going to have to play good because those dudes for Albany are pretty good too. You're a pretty mild-mannered guy, at least off the field. But when Coach Huseman makes that kind of statement, is that, does that resonate with you? Is that part of, like, your DNA? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach Ellis has actually brought that up every single day in meetings. Uh, he said that, listen, they have four more sacks than us. So technically, you know, if we're going by sacks-wise, like, they're better, better in quotation marks. But, um, yeah, so this is really a, a game that's going to be one in the trenches. Um, you know, it's going to be their D-line versus our D-line. Who's going to get the more more sacks? Who's going to progress? And then who's going to get that uh, eventual number one spot at the end of the season? Um, yeah, and, and don't don't just think about sacks. Uh, you, you better put your hands on people and play the run game too, absolutely. man. Get off of blocks. Yes, they cannot run the ball on us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you can't let that happen. Absolutely. So I know sacks are great. Love sacks, man. I'm a, I'm a big sack guy. But you you better, you better whoop that tight end now and, and stop the run right there. Absolutely. Uh, how much fun is this? I mean, this is high level playoff football. I know we talked about it for a month and a half that every game was a, a playoff game only because we had to win it to stay alive for the playoffs now you're playing real playoff games i mean how much fun is it to still be doing this going into december absolutely it's a it's a lot of fun and uh one of our team models this entire season has been what's fun and we always say winning uh so (laughs) that's uh that's how we've been having fun uh uh, you know this season and when we've been winning it's a lot of fun um and we just have fun with each other you know at the end of the day it's it's still a game you know it's played by kids as well so um you know being able to have fun during this game and really um you know some people are not gonna eventually you know play football after this so you know enjoying every single moment that we can with each other um is a really big factor if you look back on it for just just a couple of minutes here before we go to the break and i know the focus is ahead and on albany but the six game winning streak that got us to the playoffs um how impactful was that on you guys to to go through that coach and i've talked about it a lot not only did you win every game but virtually everyone was won in a different way in a different manner some were close some weren't some offense some defense some special teams what piecing that all together means to you guys yeah i think it just means that we're a coherent team um you know when one person is not necessarily you know holding up their end of the bargain every other you know uh form of the team will you know whether that's special teams is making big giant plays i know that uh for um man i'm trying to remember uh, north carolina a and t you know special teams was a huge factor in that game um defense was a huge factor in that game we're and then you know we're scoring points on defense and then you know in other games uh you know defense we're we're allowing a couple too many points uh for our standard and the offense is going out there and scoring their points uh so i think just being a, a team that is really gritty 
And really, uh, you know, if one person is not holding up their end of the bargain, everybody else is going to elevate their game. Mm -hmm. You think that's helping now for us that you went through that the way you did and positioned that as, you know, we got to keep winning each week because these, these are playoff games and now these are real playoff games. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, 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 you know, these guys got to, you know, each week they felt better and better and, and had a lot more confidence and believed, you know, that they can win. They knew what they had to do. And, uh, you know, I think leading into the playoffs, you know, we had played six playoff games in, in a row, and, and this was just another one. And now this is another one against Albany. So, um, you know, we were, we were playing for our lives and, and scraping and clawing, and, and that's the kind of football team we got. I mean, we've got a – he said a gritty, gutty football team, and, uh, you know, and we just – we got to get – we got to win another playoff game this week. We want to keep it going. <clears throat> we'll keep behind the web going in just a moment. We'll come back, uh, talk some more with Marm Lewis. We'll look ahead to the Albany game and uh, much more coming up. Again, remember, the Spiders in the postseason, brought to you by our good friends at Bryant Heating and Cooling. Remember, Bryant Heating and Cooling dedicated to serving your needs with the promise of whatever it takes. We'll continue from the Brass Tap. More of Behind the Web coming up when we come back on 1061 ESPN. To the show, Behind the Web, live from the Brass Tap at Libbyville Midtown. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Davius Richard, play action fake with a pump, goes back and he's blindsided. Marlon Lewis has another one. Another quarterback sack for the Spider captain, the defensive end with his third quarterback sack today. Wickersham takes a knee and that's it. The Spiders advance again for the second consecutive year in the FCS playoffs. It's on to the second round at Albany at high noon next Saturday. Tell you what, you celebrate nothing like celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday and winning your playoff game on Saturday. Spiders show continues. And our show continues from the brass tap uh, behind the web with Coach Usman and and Marlon Lewis, uh, Spider Captain Defensive End, with us for another segment. Uh, so pick up on that, Marlon, for what Chris was just saying about what a great week it is to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving, have that Thanksgiving meal with, with, all, the, with all the guys, and then go out there and win a playoff game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely amazing. Um, you know, I, I love Thursday. Uh, Thursday night we had a, you know, a, a team dinner, and food was really good, and uh, – you know, everybody being able to be together in that one spot on on a very uh, a very you know thankful day, and just being able to be thankful for each other and talk with each other and really uh, have that unity. And then the last thing Chris said was, "And now you get ready for Albany." So let's get ready for Albany. Coach brought up their defensive line. Let's bring up their offensive line and what you have seen from this Albany team. Uh, they've got a quarterback who's again numbers are right off of the charts. Uh, running back who was uh, an all-conference guy in Griffin Waddell and the quarterback Reese Poffenbarker. Uh, what are you seeing from this Albany offense? Uh, yeah, they're they're a very good offense. Um, you know, I think their entire uh, team runs through the quarterback. Uh, when the quarterback's doing good, their team's doing good. Um, you know, their their O line is, is similar to other O lines that we place. Uh, they got some some big guys. They got some bigger guys. Um, you know, o- overall, uh, their their receivers are really good as well. Um, they're o- overall, I think. It, they're a pretty good offense. I get the feeling that, that Coach Usman is getting tired of hearing this question, so I'm going to ask Marlon this question okay. about playing a conference opponent and if it helps at all to be able to look at tape against games that obviously we didn't play them, but against games of teams that we played and that they're playing. Is there anything to that? How have you kind of gone about your film breakdown this week? Uh, I think, you know, it's just them going against another team. Um, I, I don't really think that it, it matters too much about whether it's in conference, uh, you know, teams like playing against them or not. Um, I think, you know, every time you go out on tape, you just you just want to watch uh, the other team. You're not really focused on the team that they're playing, really focus on the offense. So uh, I think, you know, I think that it's uh, it's been helpful, uh, I guess, to see like guys that we know and we're familiar with and that seeing that, you know, the kind of moves that you, they use and uh, the kind of talent that we have in the CAA. Um, but overall, I think I think that 
just looking at the, their team is really the biggest factor. My timeline's probably off a little bit here. You haven't seen them at all in your career here, right? Uh, I think my 20, freshman year. 2019? Yeah, but I, I wasn't playing. You weren't playing yeah, at I that was point. Yeah, so I mean, we call them a conference opponent, but they might as well not be, right, because we haven't seen them basically in five years. Um, all right, look, you're, you're a Florida guy. I'm looking at the Albany forecast for Saturday here. It's like 48 and rain. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like Sacramento. No rain. I just looked at it. Okay. All right. No rain. I'll, I'll, I'll update mine. But anyway. It better not be rain. Well, it's All right, still go a ahead. little icon there. But right. anyway, how much did that miserable experience last year at Sacramento State perhaps help you for what or you may or may not see on Saturday? Yeah, um, I think on Wednesday it was pretty. It was pretty cold uh, around here too. But you know, um, you know, like we said earlier, like we're a gritty team. Uh, I don't think you know the weather is going to be too much of a factor in how we play. We're still going to come out and attack. Uh, we don't let those kind of things uh, really dictate the way that we're going to play. Um, showers in the morning, cloudy in the afternoon. There you go, Bob. There you go. Get it right. <laughs> I got to correct you all the time. All the don't time. I? I know. You're just unhappy because you haven't been able to take a bite of the hamburger yet. No, that's, that's not the case. The, I just don't want to hear the, the that, rain. That there's going to be rain. Like, we were out there today, and it was like 42 degrees. It was beautiful yeah, out there. I was thinking that walking yeah. in here today. You know, and, we couldn't play today. And probably at kickoff, it's going to be about 40 to 42. And then and then by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, it'll be 48. So it'd be a great day to play. Great I mean, football great day weather. to play, yeah. How have you handled that being from Florida and all, the cold? Uh, I'm kind of used to it now, being up here for five years. Yeah. I spent most of my time in Richmond, so. So you'll, you'll be ready for whatever we yes, get sir. on Absolutely. Saturday. Just cloudy Absolutely. and 48. That, that sounds like good defensive defensive football weather yes, there. Has there been a different feel? I mean, playoff football, you've been through it a couple times now. Then, then I know we talked about, you know, six weeks of playoff games, but, um, you know, you're one of, one of 16 teams still playing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I think it's amazing. And, uh, you know, Coach Huseman said before the season even started, uh, the standard was set last year. Um, so now we're going to the playoffs um, every year uh, from last season on, on out. Uh, and that's the goal. Um, so, you know, I don't think I don't think our goal is to, you know, go, get to the same level and then just stop every mm -hmm. single time, but to actually surpass that every single time. So, uh, you know, the goal the goal this year is to go even further than last year. Guys still seem pretty fresh. In, in retrospect, did maybe the late bye week kind of help now? Because it wasn't but a few weeks ago that you were getting that little bit of extra rest. Yeah, I think I think it did help out a lot. Um, I definitely liked it, seeing it early in the season. Yeah. Um, when I saw that we had our bye week that late, I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's pretty good to have the bye week then. And then we have two big games, two in-conference games um, to go into fresh uh, with that extra rest. And then... Uh, you know, obviously it's helping with playoffs as well, um, just being able to have that, you know, recovery uh, very late in the season. Yeah, it was a tough getting through, like nine games and four weeks of preseason straight. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, it's just like a normal season. Uh, I mean, it was it was, it was, was pretty tough. I mean, going week after week after week. Um, but I think, I think we handled it very well, and I think the guys on our team know how to take care of the bodies and make sure that, they're in the uh, right situation and know how to make sure they're staying healthy. Mm -hmm. All right, finishing up with Marlon Lewis, a couple of final thoughts uh, from him before we let him eat lunch and then get on his way so he can keep prepping for Albany and get ready for, for Saturday's game. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, guys that are maybe finishing up their career, others that are likely to go on and try and play, which mm -hmm. I assume you are, and there's a guy out there who's coming off a big week. How cool was it to see what Kobe Turner did this past week for the LA Rams. Yeah, that was uh, that was amazing. Uh, I remember, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago that they had this like uh, thing to vote for for like the player of the week or rookie of the week or something like that. And I made sure that I went on and I voted for <laughs> Kobe Turner and uh, just being able to see his stats. Um, you know, two sacks. I think it was four tackles as well. Uh, I think he did an amazing job. Um, you know, it's no different than when he was here. He was out there making plays and everything like that. And seeing him at Wake Forest, he was balling out. Uh, you know, the PFF grade saying he was like the highest graded defensive player. So, you know, it's it's been amazing being able to see him do that. Um, he's still uh, he's still doing the conductor celebration, yep, too, absolutely. isn't he? Yeah, which he started right here <laughs> yeah. at Richmond. How much of a help is that to the program, Russ, as you move forward when you can point to a You know, when you're recruiting defensive guys and you can re point to a guy like Kobe Turner and his success? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, because I do think Kobe's a, a really a good person, and and I think Kobe makes sure that people realize and understand that University of Richmond is who brought him in and who developed him. Not me personally, but this defensive line coaches that he had. He he understands um, that what Richmond did for him. Now, some people transfer out and, you know, I go to so-and-so university. That's my university. And, and, you know, Kobe's not like that. Kobe makes sure that people know. I was a spider, and the, the spiders did a lot for me. He did a lot for us, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he got developed here. And uh, so that, that's what makes you feel good about it. It's really interesting you say that. I assume you saw Dave's, Coach Clawson's comments about the whole yeah, Sam, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, Sam yeah, Hartman yeah, yeah. thing, where you know Notre we can talk Dave, about that next segment. Yeah, if you we, want. okay, let's do that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good idea. All right, let me finish up with you. How's married life? Oh, married life is amazing. Uh, four months yesterday, we yeah, went out to a nice little dinner. Congratulations! All right. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, you you were given some time to go out and celebrate, right? Yeah. Which you better you yeah. better have, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How how has that been? How has that balance of of lifestyle and college and football how's it all been yeah i would say that it's uh it's pretty nice um you know she she definitely is pushing me uh, to be a better person and be a better football player um you know you know she sits down with me uh most nights and you know we watch film together and i know that's probably not what she wants to do but (laughs) but uh you know it's, it's it's been great she's been really supportive uh uh, and it's, I think Mary's life been, has been amazing uh, that, so far. That is absolutely awesome. Congratulations, Marlon, on all you. you've done and all you're going to do moving forward. So thank you for being with us. Thank you. All right, Marlon Lewis, everyone. Terrific. Spider captain, all CAA standout, ready to roll against Albany on Saturday at high noon. All right, we'll be back. We'll continue. we got one more segment. I'll get back on that topic I just alluded to with, uh, with Coach Usman, and we'll get a little bit more of the X's and O's on Saturday's game against Albany. Coming up, when Behind the Web continues from the Brass Tap right here on 1061 ESPN. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent are required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. The team's looking good this season. I think so. Man, I miss playing football. Being young with unlimited energy to burn ever since I turned 40. I just can't find that fire I used to have. Think you could be lower testosterone? What do you mean? All guys lose their edge when they turn 40. The body has less testosterone. That's why I take Nugenics Total T. I've heard about Nugenics. That really works? Since I started taking Nugenics, I'm lifting like when we played for Coach Carter. I feel more energized at work. It's even spiced up things between me and the missus. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try? Yep, send a text. It's that easy. Text STREAK to 42 424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. It's the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and they'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, their newest, most powerful fat burner ever, absolutely free. Text STREAK to 42424. That's STREAK to 42424. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With tons of television. With Richmond Football, this is Behind the Web Live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown on 1061 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. Back, Bob Black with Russ Huseman on our final segment of Behind the Web. I did have uh, one uh, text question, Russ, real quick. Marlon Dunn, no more eligibility for him. Um, We'll, we'll see where he goes. Yeah, I think he wants to take a shot at the NFL, yeah. so we'll see. All right, that's what, that was just the question. Does he have another year of eligibility? And I never can remember in the pandemic and all that. Oh, man. At this point, it's so hard. Nobody can. All right, but he will will probably uh, uh, head to the NFL. We're going to be rooting him on just as we did with Kobe Turner. So I do want to go back uh, to what we started to talk about when Marlon was finishing up and uh, how Kobe always credits the University of Richmond. That's where he spent the majority of his time. Finished at Wake, and they certainly helped him get to the NFL, but but he was a Richmond spider. And uh, Did you see Dave Clawson's comments when Notre Dame tried to show all this love for Sam Hartman as being a member of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? And Dave pretty quickly came to the it's a Wake Forest, didn't he? Absolutely, and I thought that was great. Uh, <laughs> r- really well done by him. A uh, little sense of humor involved in it, uh, you know, because you could, you know, you, you could tell he he wasn't better. I mean, he was he was kind of a little making light of it, but he got his point across. <laughs> you know, you can be better and make a point, and then everybody thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> I think Dave came across as. 
making his point, but in a, in a, in a kind of humorous way and to, to make him even more likable, you know, Dave even more likable in the process. So it was pretty cool to see. And uh, I got, you know, uh, he was absolutely right. I mean, absolutely right. Yep. And as we said, we had one of our own along the same lines in, in Colby Turner and uh, certainly took the majority of the credit for, for where he is as well. But, yeah, I agree with you. I thought Dave's comments were great. Just that, that subtle, almost a little under-the-radar humor that he added into what he was saying. But point well taken. I think everybody received the point, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I think they did. All right, again, uh, first thing that jumps out at you about this about this Albany team, I mean, uh, you alluded to it. I know you voted for most of those guys, but they led the conference in, in players on the all-conference team. They got the coach of the year, I guess the rookie offensive player of the year. Uh, they won nine. They actually played 12 games yep. in the regular season. So you've had a lot of tape to take a look at, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, they, they got a good football team. I mean, they had – Five first-team all-conference defensive guys. Their quarterback was the second team. Uh, they had the wide out. I think it was either first or second team. I can't remember. A couple offensive linemen. Uh, you know, they had the most of anybody. And then they, they get the defensive player of the year and rookie of the year. So they're, they're a talented football team. No question about that. So, I mean, we got our work cut out for us. No doubt about that. Um, impressed that this is a program that's been down. For a couple of years and all of a sudden has made its way back i know they got a lot of transfers but they found a way you know they've had a couple losing seasons and now here they are at nine and three well i give them a lot of credit i think yeah. greg has built that team now they do have some transfers yep. but they also have some really 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 good players that they brought in and developed and and that's that's a really good sign there that they're developing players if you think about it i'll bet you if you looked at last year's schedule uh they played and competed with everybody extremely well i don't i I would say probably in the last couple years, um, you know, as you look at them, I mean, I, I don't know if you go in and say, well, Albany, they hadn't won, a, you know, and had a winning record. I don't think many people wanted to play them last no. year and the year before. They, And now it finally just clicked. And uh, so, you know, I give them a lot of credit. I think uh, Greg's done a really nice job with that, with that program. But it wasn't like they were uh, bad last year and two of their losses were fbs right I this mean, year yeah uh, yeah hawaii and marshall, marshall. Yeah. yeah so um good football team uh i guess i should ask this question i should have asked it when marlon was up here uh mir hall on the other uh on the other sideline a little bit of an oddity to have you know one of your former guys on a conference opponent in a playoff game yeah mir's doing good yeah. uh you know we've noticed him quite a bit because we, we we we've crossed over games obviously we mm -hmm. played four that they've played and so you see a lot of them. You see Albany quite a bit. So, um, you know, and, and, and uh, Amir's standing out. He's having a great year, and uh, he deserved to be an all-conference player and um, proud that he's proud that he's doing really well. He's a, he was a great kid. He is a great kid. Um, you know, his family was really good. So, you know, you, you didn't want to lose him, but he made that decision, and uh so, uh, you know, I, I ain't room for him this week, I promise That's you that. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he, he's a good person. All right, uh, a few more minutes to go. I want to bring up another topic that probably isn't 100% on your radar right now because Albany is. Uh, Delaware's departure, Russ, to, to FBS football. Was that something you, you saw coming, had been talked about, and what impact do you think it might have? Well, I, you know, I, knew, I heard the rumblings for, for a while now, and, uh, you know, it, those decisions are made at Delaware, and they make what's best decision for them moving forward. And if you know if they think FBS is what they want to do, then you know they should do it. And um, you know the one thing is that you know we're not going to get to play them anymore. And, and I think the Richmond Delaware rivalry was really good. Uh, you know I know we love playing up there. They love playing down here, and uh, they were always battles and. So I'm going to miss that for sure because we won't play them anymore. <clears throat> but uh, other than maybe next year, I don't know. But um, congratulations. I mean, it's not probably not the easiest thing in the world to do, and, and they're getting it done. Conference USA, that's a, yeah. it's a tough travel league, right, for them? Yeah, I mean, obviously it is going <laughs> to be tough, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Does it worry you at all, you know, as, as teams kind of make this jump and where the Richmond program is and positioned and all of that or – not there, time to think about that right now. Well, there, there, this has been going on for the last five or six years. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's really nothing 
you know, nothing new. You know, all of a sudden, well, Delaware's moving on. It's it's been happening. I mean, the people jumping from the Big South to wherever to the from the OVC, the UAC to you know to all, all over the place. People are coming into our league, so this is not something that's just happened in a year. It's something that's been happening, and it's going to continue to happen. Conference realignment is going to be a continual thing for everybody in the country. Something you've had to adapt to. I mean, that the transfer portal, all of this is so different. Uh, you know, as, as college football moves forward, right? Yeah, college football is different right now, um, you know, with the portal and NIL stuff. And, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it's way different. But um, we're fortunate that we're at the University of Richmond. And, and if you just guys just listen to Marlon for 20 minutes, you know, that's a great representative of the University of Richmond. And, and the majority of our guys are like that. So, um, if you have – if you, you know, if you have to – grind and go through all the portal and nil and in realignment the best place to be is at the university of richmond so uh you know it's not it's not too bad that's a good recruiting pitch which reminds me you got a recruiting signing day coming not too far in december the 20th yeah. yeah yeah i mean in general terms how are you balancing that with also you know, preparing this football, as you did last year, preparing this team for a playoff. Well, recruiting is so much different now. When you only had the February signing day and everybody was taking their visits in December and January, you know, at, at, at this point in time it would be tough because we're not on the road recruiting. Mm -hmm. And so now you, you're, you're behind, you're behind. Most of the recruiting that's occurred and all our commitments was, was done in the summertime. Mm. Yeah. So – so, so you like this additional signing period? Oh, man, I love it, man. If you could go out and offer a kid and they could sign when you offered them, that would be the best. Huh. And I think, I think uh, maybe Mike Leach, I can't remember if it was Mike Leach or somebody said, they ought to just let everybody go out and offer you a scholarship. And if you say, I'm committed, go ahead and sign the papers. No matter when it is, how it is, I guarantee it will stop half these – Three-quarters of these people that are extending 18 gazillion offers out there. I guarantee if I go, hey, uh, we got an offer for you. and Well, all right, let's sign right now. You know, they're going to say, uh, uh, well, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm taking Marlon first. <laughs> you know, but, but, it, it, but the early sign period to answer your question has been unbelievable for us. It probably helps you over the holidays, too, doesn't it? You don't have to worry as much, right? Well, you're still worrying because you're going to have to either – you're either dealing with some transfer guys or you're still – we're still – you know, we'll sign our, 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 the bulk of our class on the 20th, but we'll still have two or three – probably high school kids that we still need to go after but uh it does take a lot of a lot of i mean you go through those holidays and all the way up until february and you just wait for who all right this guy got plucked he got plucked he got plucked and you know you, the whole time you're just re-recruiting them every time and, and now you get them signed on the 20th it's, it's the best thing going put it on the back shelf let's focus entirely on albany saturday at high noon up there coach and yes come back with a win we'll come back here next thursday and do another show all right next thursday let's get it done we'll be here we'll have that burger waiting for you